Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. Hope your week has gotten off to a good start. Thank you for joining us. Hope you liked our episode yesterday, which was part one of the Overcoming Anxiety series. Okay. I think this is going to be a several part series and we're going to continue it tonight. We've already gotten a lot of positive feedback. And for those of you who saw it, you know that it's something that's very personal to me because for a long time, I had a, a difficult time overcoming anxiety. And that's really the key here. We're not talking about coping with anxiety. The goal here is to overcome it because anxiety is not something that you can control. You either overcome it or it overcomes you. And so we're going to just talk about how to overcome it. Now, yesterday's episode, we talked about the importance of not putting negative things into your mind. And I just want to talk more broadly, and maybe I should have done this the first time, about how if you have a generalized anxiety disorder, okay, by which I mean an, an anxiety disorder that prevents you from living life the way you want to live it. Again, we're not talking about just getting nervous when everyone else gets nervous, you know, meeting new people or, you know, being on stage or something like that. Everybody goes through stuff like that. But I'm talking about a generalized anxiety disorder, okay, that really prevents you from doing basic things that are very easy for normal people, you know, going outside, meeting new people, being in social situations, um, pretty much anything like that, okay? If you have that sort of thing, You have to start by understanding that you have to conquer it globally. And that means this, your body, or I should say your person consists of three things, your body, your mind, and your spirit. And if you want to conquer anxiety, you have to conquer it in all three fronts. You have to conquer it in terms of your physical body, in terms of your mind and your spirit. Now we can talk about the body some other time. I'll get to that. But basically just understand there's no shortage of literature to the effect that just even getting enough sleep makes a big difference. Exercising makes a big difference. Diet, you know, cut caffeine out, cut cut out sugary drinks, things like that. That makes a big difference right there. And we can talk about that more in depth later, or you can look it up. But tonight I want to talk more about the mind and how it relates to the spirit, okay? If you want to understand how anxiety works, you have to understand that it and depression, which is really its first cousin, are both inward emotions, Okay, this is what is happening to me. And if you want to defeat anxiety, you have to go from being an inward person to an outward person. You have to get outside of yourself. The the idea that anxiety is an inward emotion, an inward response is probably no more obvious than during a panic attack. Okay, and the panic attack is the funny thing about a panic attack is it's a, a lot of times it's the thing that we are afraid of. And so we get anxiety worried that we're going to have a panic attack, which what happens causes us to have more anxiety, which makes the panic attack more likely, right? So it's this negative feedback loop. That's part of the problem. And what happens during a panic attack is your brain becomes like the control room in NASA with 50 people sitting at 50 different monitors. We all know what this is like, right? Who've suffered through this. And and they're all raising their hand at the same time because there's like chaos going. And the one guy's going, uh, look, we, you know, our heart rate is going off the roof. And and the, another person saying our, our breathing has become very shallow and rapid. And another person saying, oh, my goodness, we're sweating. And someone else is saying, 
you know, we're having hot flashes. Another person saying, no, we're, we're, we're having chills. Another person saying we can't balance. Someone else is saying, you know, we're about to, we're about to throw up. Someone else is saying we're about to pass out and then we'll be on the floor and people will be looking at us when you're going through a panic attack, right? What happens is you get extremely inward and you start monitoring every different body function. It seems like, right. And that's why I tell people when you're suffering from a panic attack in that moment to start just counting things in the room. They'll say, just like pick a number, like one to 10, and you go through things and you find things in the room that match that number. So you might say, okay, one, uh, there's one other person in the room. Two, there's two red books. Three, uh, there are three, uh, I don't know, coats over there on the floor or something. Four, there are four pictures. Saying, and the idea is you're just, you're going from focusing inward, okay, on what's happening inside to focusing outward. All right. And that's the idea, because by doing that, you're just ignoring it and you're giving your your body the chance to calm down and you're not feeding into that negative feedback loop. Well, that's good, but you're not going to go around life just counting things all day long. Right. We have to function normally. Okay. And so what you want to do is take that same principle. Okay. But while you're going through life, instead of focusing on yourself and I'm going to be scared of this situation, how am I going to handle that? What's going to happen when I walk into that room? Okay, start to focus on other people. All right. One of the main principles that we've spoken about a lot um, on this show in particular is about how in order to get something from God, right, you have to usually give something, right? Luke 638 says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your lap. For with the measure you give, so it will be measured back to you. That's a famous verse that you hear if you go to church, right? When they have somebody come up to take the tithes and offerings, they love to give that verse. You know, they give and it'll be given to you. Okay. But it doesn't just apply to money. It applies to other things as well. We actually did a whole series on this show called the uh, the Give to Receive th- uh, series. And yeah, we talked about how you have to give money to receive money. And that's definitely in the Bible. You can watch that episode about it. But you also have to give mercy to receive mercy. That's in the Bible too. And you have to give forgiveness to receive forgiveness. We think it's just a matter of asking God for forgiveness. But actually, the Bible says you actually have to give forgiveness or else you won't get forgiveness. Okay. So there's this constant theme in the Bible where if you want something, all right, you have to give it to someone else. It applies to other things as well. Joel Osteen talks about how when his mother was diagnosed with terminal cancer and given six weeks to live, she went out to hospitals and started praying for other people to be healed. And here we are 30 years later and she's still alive, okay? And I suggest to you that if you want a peaceful spirit, right, you want to replace anxiety with peacefulness, you have to help other people achieve peace in their lives. Hebrews 6.10 says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them, right? Proverbs 19 says, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward them for what they've done. And then, of course, Matthew 25 talks about how to inherit the kingdom of God. Jesus says, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, help the sick visit the prisoners. Jesus says, truly, I tell you, whatever you did to the least of these, so have you done unto me. Okay. He actually says, that's the way you inherit the kingdom of God. And what does that mean? To inherit the kingdom of God means to exchange a spirit of fear, according to 2 Timothy 1.7, exchange a spirit of fear and worry for a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. When you inherit the kingdom of God, that's what you get. 
a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Okay, so what does this mean on a day-to-day basis? Well, you can do big things, go volunteer at different places, go volunteer at soup kitchens, at hospitals, Salvation Armies, places like that. Or just even in your day-to-day interactions, just begin to see people not as means to an end, but actually as other people, understanding that they're all suffering from something too. When you meet somebody, ask them, ask yourself, what can I do to help this person? What is what is it this person needs? Be kind to that person. Start conversations with that person. Ask, you know, figure out ways that you can ask how, how you can help. And when you start doing that, you're going to start getting outside of yourself and you're going to replace that negative feedback loop with the positive feedback loop. Now you're outside of yourself. Now you're helping that person. Now you're building a relationship. That person's helping you and so on and so forth. And so you're not only giving which God wants you to do in the first place, okay, now that person's going to be giving back to you and God's going to be giving back to you as well. So here's the thing. Beating anxiety isn't any one thing, all right? And a lot of times it's not instantaneous. It's a battle, okay? God, you know, doesn't just snap his fingers a lot of times and give us victory. We have to work through it. But remember, he uses things like this for his glory and to grow us. And so today's lesson is simply this, that you have to understand if you're suffering from anxiety, you are suffering from inward projections. And if you want to defeat it, you have to stop being inward and start being outward. Start focusing on how you can help other people. And when you do that, you're going to see that God blesses you with with a, a spirit of peace and love and a sound mind. That's my message for you tonight. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, that's a new reaction. That was really good. I mean, they're all really good. That very educational, very well thought out. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's. Would you care to elucidate? I can't tell if your reaction is like, what is he doing to my show? No, no, no. I'm I'm really taking it in. It that that was really really good and insightful. And I'm just thinking how you're like Pastor Jordan, but you're also like Doctor Jordan at the same time. <laughs> are they but, are um, they different roles? Oh, very true. Very true. Very Listen, true. I'm not, you know, I'm not one of these people who just gives sermons because I learned something in Bible school. And now I want to show you what I have, you know, why I got my master's in divinity. I'm trying to give people, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to show people how God has the answers to help their lives. You know, you mentioned to me uh, today, actually, how you were saying, I think this morning when you're, we were on the phone, you mentioned that you have friends who are atheists who watched last night's show. Yeah, no kidding. because you know, atheists have anxiety problems too. And I'm trying to show them how the Bible isn't just this 2000 plus year old collection of, of allegories and letters, and it's just remote and who really cares. And maybe it's true, maybe it's not, that it actually shows you how to have amongst many other things, how to have peace in this life and how to overcome the challenges that you're facing. And so what I'm trying to do is, listen, I didn't like going through really close to 15 years of of suffering and loss because of anxiety but I know that God uses it for good and and I'm convinced that God wants me to share my experiences with other people and and, and help to heal them and if if you know I can get one person even to to listen to this and say wow that really helped me in my life then it, you know it's it's worth all the time and money and everything that we put into this that's right you're giving the devil a heart attack I'll tell you that that that's a uh... That's worth it right there. And-, and one of my friends, by the way, and I'm not going to mention her name because I don't want to embarrass her, um, although she's posting publicly, is uh, my friend Judy, who at the uh, the, at the six-minute mark of my speech there just wrote the word truth. 
So yeah. she knows what I'm talking about. That's right. And I mean, I know it's like, it's something the enemy has tried to uh, definitely um, project on a lot of people. And I thought it was very interesting when you said about inward focus, that that's such a broad principle for everything thing the enemy right. tries to do because shrinking back, you know, you read in the Bible about shrinking back. The enemy wants you to shrink back and shrink back and shrink back till all of a sudden you're here. And God instead has called us, commanded us to gain territory. So when you're outward focused, you're gaining territory, um, you know, well, starving the fear and feeding the faith. So I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought there was a break. Yeah. There. It really, if, if you, know, you want to talk about it even more broadly, the whole difference between inward and outward focus can almost be rephrased as the distinction Jesus makes between the flesh and the spirit, right? That if you think about what sins generally are, it's us feeding our flesh. And we talked about, you know, anxiety today, which isn't really a sin, but it's certainly something that keeps you from your destiny in God. But think about all the other things like, you know, lust is definitely, you know, an in, an, an inward thing. Pride is an inward thing. Anger, yeah. even though we're, we think we're projecting it outwards, right? Because you think you're focusing someone else. What you're really doing is you're just internalizing uh, these negative emotions. Unforgiveness is very much like that too. And so what you see is that, you know, one of the consistent themes of the Bible is, is to have the things you want, the, the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, and peace. Okay. Crucify this thing here. Understand that this thing here, the flesh that was crucified with Christ and exchange this. Okay. For the spirit of God, for, for, you know, for the body of Christ, that's really the idea. And that's so good because it's what is happening is the control and the trust element. You see that with worry and fear mm. and anxiety. It's wanting to control or control right. your well, own thing or not trusting God. And what you're saying, exchanging it for the spirit is when you give up the control and you give into that, you know, so that, that is was, very true. Well, that was going to be tomorrow's sermon um, about oh. how so much of so much of anxiety is entering into a situation that you can't control. And even, you know, I talked about before the, the day I picked you up for our first date and I was driving to your house, uh, that one of the things I did is I just took, I just went to, uh, onto MapQuest and I looked at the picture of your house just because now that was one more thing that was familiar to me. And so it was just like, I wasn't going to, it was like, it was made it easier for me to control the situation that, 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 that one thing wasn't unfamiliar anymore that like, okay, this isn't going to surprise me. This is what the house looks like. That sounds like a silly thing to say. And it's an extremely minor thing. And obviously, even if I didn't know what your house looked like, I was still going to, you know, get to your house. And, and cause you know, the, the prize on the other end of the door was just so great. That wasn't the thing, but y you would be surprised. So much of it is just about eliminating the thing you're unfamiliar with because unfamiliarity means you can't control it. And we're taking as many things out of the unfamiliar bin and putting it into the familiar bin because then there are no surprises and then it's under control. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people can identify with that and exactly those kinds of situations. And I just want to add one more thing. If you are on a different personality where, as we've always talked about this, for me, I have that excites me being in unfamiliar situations in that, in that aspect, being within social situations, you know, parasailing, whatever. So there's a lot of people who, you know, crave adventure or crave this or that, but mm. that doesn't let you off the hook for being on guard with anxiety and fear and, and worry because the enemy tries to channel it in different ways. It's just like you and I say, you know, people say that public speaking, they're so afraid for pu to public speak. Well, you and I have no problem with right. that. 
but there's other things. So if you have a personality style and you say, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to you, Jordan, in that, in that situation. But if you're on the other end of that spectrum, you're like, oh, that's not me. I don't have that. Be aware of the other areas where you can try to control and develop fear in those areas because that's where I kind of, God has, has brought me out of too. So, um, you know, either way. So awesome. Awesome. Amazing. Cool. I really liked it. So, <laughs> all right. Um, well, you got I know you got a great prayer for us. Why don't you, why don't you give that over? Okay. So tonight, uh, we're going to do a verse from the Psalm, uh, Psalms twenty seven fourteen. It says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage. And he is going to strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord. I don't think it's any coincidence. Actually, I know it's not that wait on the Lord is twice in that verse, mm. God, because you didn't just need to take up space or, um, you know, need to, to, or forget that you wrote it there. <laughs> it's there for a reason twice. And that is the exclamation point. It's the emphasis. It's the thing that you want, you are you were just desperately trying to get that message across to us, your people. Wait on the Lord. That word wait, God, is one that I used to absolutely, let's just say, not like at all. <laughs> I don't want to say hate, but I just, I really disliked the word wait. But you know what? I have learned day by day with God's strength that that word wait is a beautiful word because on the other side of that wait and in the midst of the wait, there's a process that goes on that's beautiful. It's like a, a farmer plowing the field, planting the seeds. Wouldn't it be great just to have the harvest the next day? But there's that process. And in that process is a beautiful journey. And we are hidden in you, Jesus. We are in you and we are part of your, your vine. You say that we, we are in your vine and your branches, God. And, and we are bearing the fruit in and through you. So God, I just pray that we would enjoy the waiting because even if we have we're in a season right now. Some of us are in a season where we're seeing the fruit. We're seeing the harvest. I believe there's always a wait happening. Even if it's just waiting for eternal life, there's always a, there's always the season of wait. There's a general season of wait, but the wait is happening in one area of our life at one time. We're always waiting for something. And the cool thing about that is that means we always have to trust you for something. We always have to trust you and we want to just hurry up and get past it and not have the process. But in that process, you are holding our hand. In that process, we get to know you um, intimately. In that process, it's a beautiful journey. Lord, help us to enjoy that. We wait upon you. Strengthen our hearts. Give us courage. Strengthen us, God. And whatever all your people are waiting for, for there's millions of different things that we all are waiting for, God. May you strengthen us and give us courage and help us to wait upon you in the way we should and not to waste the waiting, but to sow, to sow the seeds that will return the blessing in the harvest time that we will reap with what we are waiting for. Thank you, Lord. Thank you 
that for so many of us and so many things, it is the harvest time in an area of our life. There is a harvest. We have waited and we have stuck it out. Thank you, God. Thank you for the other areas that we are still waiting on, God. And thank you that when we wait on you, we know that you are the one who keeps your promises, that you are the one we can depend on. God, you never go back on your word. You'll never say like, no, that's, you heard me wrong there. You're always 100% keeping your promises all the time. Thank you, Lord. We remind you and we thank you. And we thank you that you want us to remind you of your promises to renew our faith. Because we know you're going to deliver, but sometimes we just need to speak them out loud. So I, I pray that everyone tonight would just speak that promise that God has given you. Just speak it out loud and say, yes, Lord, thank you that that's on its way. Thank you for this season. Thank you for this wait. Thank you for what you're doing in this time. Thank you for the beauty. Thank you for, for the harvest that's coming. And thank you for your blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. All right. Great job, Kristen. Thank Always you. very inspirational. Thank you. All right. So we got a bunch of prayer requests tonight. Let's get to them. Uh, Kristen, I'm going to kick off here. Geraldine says, uh, I want to be a brave person to share the word of God. I am a bad person and I'm not perfect, but I want to save many souls. What is the purpose of knowing God if I can't share it? Well, first of all, Geraldine, listen, you know, you are not a, a bad person. If you are, if you are saved, in other words, if you've said the call to salvation, you've accepted Christ into your life, you're not a bad person. I don't even like when people say, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Right. Because once you have become saved, sin does not attach to you, and therefore you're not a sinner. I'm not living in sin. I'm not a sinner saved by grace. I am a saint whose you know, former life has been crucified. I'm a new creation. Whatever sins I committed you know, as far, as far away from me as the East is from the West, okay? So number one, rebuke these words of the enemy, Geraldine, that you are a bad person. You're actually not a bad person. You're actually a very good person who's being lied to by the enemy. Okay. And God is going to honor this desire of yours to save many souls. What I have found, Geraldine, is that usually when I have something I want to say and I don't say it, it's usually because of some silly reason. You know, for a while I was, I didn't want to be in front of a camera or I thought people would laugh at me or this or that. You just have to get past that. And so, God, I, I pray for Geraldine tonight. That Geraldine gives has has the, the your righteous courage. And God, just as you told Moses that when he went before Pharaoh, that you would go before him and you would speak for him, that you'd put words in his mouth. I pray that you govern Geraldine's mouth as well. Put words in her mouth and, and give her a steadfast heart. Give her the bravery she needs. Help many, many, many people. I declare many people will be saved by the great work you're doing through her, okay? And God, help her to understand that she is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. She's not a bad person, but rather she is a daughter of the Most High God and a favored daughter at that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, Kristen, I'm going to give you the healing prayers here, okay? Okay. Tiffany is a mother of three with a brain tumor. Judy who's probably my friend, has a severe anxiety disorder, she says. Prayers would be great blessing for me right now. Susie asked for healing for lupus. Oki for sickness and Janice for her dad. Okay, Lord, we lift up Tiffany. 
Lord, for um, what she's going through right now. We lift up Judy, we lift up Oki, and we lift up, um, and there are two more there, Susie, and there's one more I'm missing. Janice. Janice. Lord, we lift them all up to you, Lord. We know that you're the God that heals. Father God, I, I just come before you and we lay all this down. And God, whether it's a physical ailment, an emotional ailment, you, there's nothing that's too hard for you, God. Lord, you can heal a paper cut just as well as you can heal a brain tumor. God, you, you say, come to me and I'm going to heal you. God, you, you, you want us to lay all our burdens on you, God. You want us to uh, remember that you are our healer. You are our great physician. You are our doctor, God. You heal us by your blood, the blood that was bought at Calvary, Lord. May your blood flow over these people. God, I just pray. I, I, just, uh, I just imagine, I, I, wish, I, I just imagine if I had some anointing oil and just symbolically anointing each and every one of these people, God, by your spirit. And we just pray for your healing to take place in every single one of them, God. God, just come through. Just come through. I ask for your healing. I ask for your healing power, God. There's nothing too difficult for you. There's nothing that's a surprise to you, God. Come through for each one of these people, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good job. Thanks. We're going to do some financial prayers here. Eden says, please pray for me and my family for financial breakthrough. Thank you and God bless. Ileana prays for finances and marriage. A lot of times those are tied together. As finances get tight, you know, marriages start to strain. Rose says, pray for me to save my money to get a car. God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Lord, I love you forever. I keep thanking you, Jesus. Amen. I believe it. Claim it in Jesus Christ. Thank you. Okay, that's good. Gabriel says, dear friend, I have no house. I have no car. And Samus uh, asked for God to provide a home. Well, Father God, we lift up Eden, Ilianana, Iliana, Ilianana, Eden, Ilianana, Rose, Gabriel, and Sema. God, we thank you that, that we don't serve a poor God. But God, I also thank you that I, and I really believe this, that you, you want us to, to pray for specific things. You want us to make our petitions known to you. But more than that, you want us to ask for more of you. You know, you don't want us just to ask for, for more money, ask for more healing, ask for more favor. We don't realize that when we're asking for those things, we're kind of indirectly asking for more of you, right? Like, you know, we want more blessings. Well, God, you are the blessing. But God, we my prayer for these people is that they dig deeper into you. God, bring them more of you. Because I know that when, when you give more of you, people can't help but be blessed in all things. And we make we make finances out to be like it's the it's the greatest barrier. Like we serve a stingy God. Because I guess we're so used to asking other people for money and they would just laugh at us and say no. But what do you say? You say, yeah. Fine, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So, God, my prayer for Eden, Ilianana, Rose, Gabriel, and Sema is that, God, you give them, you, you help them find the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and then add all those other things to them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. 
Kristen, uh, Talia and Sunila are both praying to have a child. Lord, we pray for Talia and Sunila in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray that you would open their wombs to be able to have a child, Lord. Lord, you've put this desire on them and their spouses, Lord. I just pray that you would come through. God, you have, uh, they are waiting on you for this, Lord. And so you know the best timing and you have made everything beautiful in, in your time and your season, Lord. So if their season is now, I pray for that to be. To be or if the, they're still in the waiting period, Lord, I pray that you would help them to have courage and take take heart in the situation and know that it's going to happen right when it's meant to be and, and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, we have like a five point, five prayers from one guy. Evangelist Luke says, hello, servants of the Most High God. My prayers, pray for the people in the refugee resettlement. Pray for orphans who are in need, but no one to support them. Mostly the refugees in Briali and praying that God gives me something to support them with in Jesus' name. Pray for widows who are lacking funds for helping themselves and their children. Please pray for them. Pray that I can have a motorcycle to go to my other home to share the good news of the kingdom of God with this lockdown pandemic. We're moving from family to family, please. I guess not to his other homes, to other, not to, he has other homes, other people's homes. And pray also for the wedding of my wife. Uh, okay. Meaning he's getting, he's getting married. I think that's what it means. Like the wedding of my wife, like my wife oh. and I are getting married. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I get it. All right. <laughs> well, Evangelist Luke, we God, you, you know all these prayers, God. And these are honorable prayers because they're all like outward, right? He's praying for refugees. He's praying for people who need support uh, in the various camps. He's praying for widows and children. He's praying. He wants a motorcycle, not not even for himself, but just to spread the good news of your kingdom. God, reward him in all of these things and reward him abundantly. We know you give seed to the sower. We know you're a rewarder of those who diligently pursue you. We know from the various parables in the New Testament that, God, when you entrust people with small things, you give them bigger things. God, this is somebody who I think needs a lot of responsibilities because he's going to handle them. So, God, please bless the works of his hands because he's doing your work. And please bring him, his wife, um, or I should say, please provide a wedding for himself and his soon-to-be wife, I suppose. You understand what he's saying, God. So we lift this person up to you. We thank you for him. We thank you for his whole life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Kristen Nasir from Pakistan says, please pray for me and my family. My, my household situation is not well. And Sharon is a widow with an 11-year-old son, and life is very hard for them. Lord, we pray for Nasir and Sharon. Lord, you have a special place in your heart for the widow. I mean, I, you look in the Bible and you see all the places, Lord, where you comfort and you promise to protect and provide for and be the husband for the husbandless, Lord, for the widow, God, and um, and for her children, God, and Nasir for everything there that's going on there with him and his family, God. God, I just pray that you surround these these precious individuals and their family with your truth with your light, with your love, God. God, I just pray against the enemy's fog over people. I pray against that for these 
these two individuals and their family. And around this entire earth, I just perceive that there is this fog the enemy's trying to, you know, put in front of the faces of so many believers and non-believers, God. And we just re- we rebuke that fog. We rebuke that dense fog. And we, and we pray that we would be able to see you clearly, Lord. And through that, God, through your eyes, may you provide what, what needs to be provided. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. A friend of ours, uh, known well to Kristen, Veronica Cabrera, who we've prayed for a lot on this show, says to please pray we've lost everything. And that's non-specific, although everything is everything. So, God, first of all, we come to you interceding on behalf of Veronica Cabrera, our friend from Belize, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. God, we know she struggled through a lot. But your word says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them through all. And she says she's lost everything, but she hasn't because she hasn't lost you. And as long as she has you, she still has everything. So God, I know it doesn't seem like that to her. Come to her in power. Fill her up. Fill her faith up. Fill her presence. Just fill her, fill her space with the presence of you. Lift her up. And God, I look forward to hearing praise reports from her sooner rather than later. We thank you for her. We thank you for her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Kristen, why don't you pray for Alfred here, who says, pray for my breakthrough. Whatever is blocking my breakthrough has to be cast out today. Mm, Alfred, I love your urgency. Uh, In Jesus' name, we intercede and stand with Albert, who is praying over his own life and in his world, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray for breakthrough. Pray for just what I was talking about, that fog, that wall, that Whatever that the enemy, that mirage that the enemy tries to, to put in front of us sometimes. And I pray that for Albert, Lord, that he would be able to see clearly and you would give him your wisdom, God. You would give him your wisdom to know and to identify what changes he needs to make, God, and what uh, he needs to do in order to press in deeper and um, just give him courage and joy in his heart, God, and break through and give him that breakthrough that he desires Lord, you are a God of breakthrough, and you are the God that wants to do this for your people and for Alfred. In Jesus' name, amen. You know And add, add go on to that, who's also asking for divine spiritual breakthrough as well. Go on, Samuel. All right, Lord, and we pray for go on as well, Lord, that you would just open the windows of heaven for him and give him your wisdom, give him your breakthrough, Lord, give him your uh, discipline to to s- seek your face and 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 to... Just get more intimate with you and and break generational curses and and bring generational blessings, God, for his family, for his entire community, God, and just help him to be the light that you have have destined him to be. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. And Parva says, please pray for, I'm going to do two prayers at once. Parva says, please pray for bonded Christian families and children in Pakistan. I'm not really sure what he means by that. He wrote it twice, though. I'm wondering if it means human trafficking. I I don't know. I don't know. And then Sagittarian says, please pray for me that I will pass my driver's test so that my husband doesn't need to drop me to work. He's sleepy because he works a swing shift. So basically it seems like 
because the husband has to basically work at night and he sleeps during the day, it's compromising their marriage. And so she's got to pass a driver test to, um, to help the family. I, that's how I interpret this, I guess. I'm yeah. going with it. So God, we pray for Parvaz and all the, the bonded Christian families and children in Pakistan. We pray that you, I'm not sure what it means, but I know, God, I know that you exist to free us from bondage. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. So God, free these children, give them freedom in you. In Jesus' name, and for Sagittarian, help her pass this. Help her pass this driver's test so that her husband, the, the the situation between her and her husband, works itself out, and they don't have to to turn to anything desperate. Doesn't hurt their marriage, and that they can you know prosper in all things, even as her soul prospers. Uh, in Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Kristen Markian says, good morning, Jordan and Kristen. Now, Markian, you know, you understand it's eight o'clock at night where Kristen and I are, but, you know, so good morning to you, which I guess is tomorrow on Wednesday. Here I am again asking for prayer that God give me strength and endurance for all the trials and persecutions I face right now. All right. All right, Markian. Well, great to, to see you again on here and to hear you as well. And so we just pray for all, all the things, you know, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. So we just know that God has so many things for you, and we, we pray for your strength. We pray, just see this shield around you, this kind of Holy Spirit bubble around you when um, you're facing different things that you have the boldness to walk through and nothing harms you, and just you're surrounded by by God's favor and power and triumph and victory everywhere you go. And we just pray that you would just feel that in your spirit, that nothing like what Jordan talked about, about anxiety or all those things would would ever come near you, but you would just remain in Christ and remain your eyes on him and that just God's God would go before you in all things and blessings would, would chase you down. In Jesus' name, amen. Kristen, I'm going to ask you to finish up uh, with a couple prayers real quick. And then, because I have a list of like 15 people here who just have short prayers, I'll finish the, the show with. Um, actually, I'm going to give you Hazel Fernandez says, Please pray for me. I have five days left before I'm going to give birth. Please pray for my safe and normal delivery. This is my first child. All That's right. Hazel. Well, Lord, we, we thank you for Hazel. We just, we know that you have a beautiful plan for her her child's life and for Hazel Lord I just pray for no complications I just pray for just an amazing delivery Lord for you to just to surround the doctors and and all all the the entire medical staff and just give her um the desire of her heart Lord and just just I pray and we dedicate this child to you to do your mighty works, Lord. And I just pray in every area of Hazel's life would be prosperous financially, relationship-wise, her family, Lord, and um, that she would give you the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And I just want to do some of the short prayer requests real quick. These are some people just send us very, very quick prayer requests. They're only a few words, but they're still important. So God, uh, Aster prays for her own house. Amir asks for prayer. Emma Rusi asked for the grace of God. Emmanuel asked we pray for his son. Kojo asked for favor and mercy. Gaspel for his family. Sumera for ministry. Kusmanas just says pray. Nasir says prayer. Aju says prayer. Shri says prayer. Kojo says favor and mercy. And did we do that person twice? I yeah, don't know, Kojo. but 
There I think Coco posted twice. There are two different uh, Nasirs, believe it or not. So there, that is the right Nasir. All right. Well, we had two. We had two Kojos saying pray, prayer, mercy. So God knows who. And Jonathan in French says, "I need prayer." We had just a bunch of people just like had these short prayers tonight. But that's fine. Well, Father God, we lift up Aster, Amir, Amurisi, Emmanuel, Kojo, Gaspel, Sumera, Kusmana, Nasir, Aju, Shrai, and Jonathan to you. God, we pray that you meet all of their needs. We pray all we thank you, first of all, that that they have faith enough, at least of a mustard seed, to take the time to write to us and say, please pray for us. And God, we know that if if we have as much as the faith of a mustard seed, we can order a mountain to throw itself into the ocean. We don't always see it happen immediately, just like when Jesus cursed the tree and it, and it looked normal right there, but the next day it was shriveled up because underground the roots were already being destroyed. So God, even though we don't always see the effects of the prayers, we know that the answer is coming, that your answers are yes and amen, and that's where faith comes in, to, to, to bridge the gap between prayer, which we do in our time, and answering the prayer, which you do in your time. So God, we thank you for Aster, and we pray for her, for her new house. We thank you for Emmerusi and, and his ministry. We praise you for Emmanuel's son. We lift him up to you. We ask that you give Kojo favor and mercy. We give. We ask that you pr- that we we pray for Amir and and Nasir and Kusama and Aju and Shrai and Jonathan. We pray also for Sumera's ministry and Gaspel's family. We pray that these people are all prosperous. They're all successful. They're all healthy. That you p- place a hedge of protection around them. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 All right, Kristen, will you lead us in the call to salvation, please? Absolutely. So, if you'd like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is your perfect opportunity. Just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so excited for you. Send us a message or you can comment on the video. We want to hear from you. All right. Tell me the truth, Kristen. Did you actually like my sermon tonight? Did you think it was weird? I did. (laughs) Where did I ever I've never seen that look on your face. You're just like. (laughs) No, I just. (laughs) I did not have that look on my face. No. No, I was processing it. I was like, wow, that's really good. I know. (laughs) That was really good. Okay. Yes, I've I've never thought anything you've ever done is weird. So, okay, all right. No, I I thought it was great. I was like intense. I was, oh wow, I did not look like that. Oh, so that was that was your Owen Wilson kind of. Oh wow, yeah, <laughs> I get it. All right, yeah, anxiety. Okay, I I did what you're doing there, right? <laughs> This has become okay. Uh, we just ended uh, the prayer show. Now, join us at our other page for Jordan's comedy hour of his impressions. He does really good impressions, really good. Impressions. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be your agent, <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, for, for those of you who are still who stayed with us this long, thanks for watching tonight. So, I'll probably continue with the anxiety series tomorrow because you know, listen, it's a persistent thing, and it's not just something that you hear one sermon and all of a sudden it cures your problems. 
Um, it's, you know, be prepared for a fight. A lot of battles in, in the spiritual realm, it's not just you show up and, and the enemy flees. I mean, you got to be able to fight. That's why you got to put, put on the full armor of God. But the good news is uh, we have the victory. All right. So thanks again for joining us, guys. I hope this has been helpful. We'll see you again tomorrow night, 730 Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, notice I always say this, be blessed and be a blessing. This is what we're talking about. Get outside of yourself. Go be a blessing to other people. All right. Have a great night. It was a great sermon. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Good everybody. Night. Good night. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.